Welcome back to the Low Armor Cast, a D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast brought to you every other Monday by me, your game mother, Steve, and his wonderful pit crew. Say hello, pit crew. Hello. So this is a podcast about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery, except those three kids are actually small-sized creatures and the trench coat is a large suit of combat magical armor the crew that uh, puts together shits together so since someone can't keep his damn mouth shut <laughs> aaron <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself <laughs> yes i would i am aaron and i'm playing iron scratch david of the twisting peaks Ooh, got that david ad Yay. from the last episode <laughs> i'm ron leota and i'm playing your humble bard tama uh, Kelsey Steven playing Merritt Grimclank, pitting and shitting with friends. <laughs> pitting and shitting <laughs> yes. with friends. What a truly horrible image. Where it's like, what are you doing? Oh, we're digging these pits out of these peaches while we take dubs together. <laughs> it's just gross in every direction. They could have been digging trenches for latrines. Yeah, right? We like to bond. It's, you know. It's... Maybe we're civil engineers. You don't know. I don't. I, I do don't. know. I think I do know. I think I do sure. know. I don't think we should shame close adult friendships because of how hard it is and to maintain a close adult friendship. So just because we choose to pit together and shit together doesn't mean you need to shame us into not. Oh, Can we continue D and D, please? Source of pride. Oh, right. <laughs> Our misplaced pride. <laughs> we're gonna do a little recap, but we're not just gonna recap the last episode. We're gonna recap the last arc because we completed our first arc last time. Strap yeah. in. We were introduced to the pit crew on a night of camping with their champion Lanik training for his champion armor combat, a wonderful professional sport that had taken over the world of the fold and especially Midland and especially Haza, its hometown and place of invention. Champion armor battles are the first sort of professional sport across the fold, allowing groups to cheer for the nationalism behind a simple sport mechanic instead of cheer for a bunch of soldiers to murder other soldiers in some place that they don't see. And over the past 50 or so years, it had grown from something that was an interest to the higher aristocracy to popular all over the fold. And with that came statecraft and diplomacy all centered around it, a way to escape war. While our pit crew, who support the wonderful Lannick Hindfist, last year's champion of, uh, of the fold and professional champion armor battles, just having a night, having an easy evening, and then suddenly they notice some strange things off in every direction. They go to investigate some strange lights, they get portaled around a bit, they come back to a sleeping Lannick that they cannot wake, and then they find that there's some danger about that they need to escape. After harrowing efforts to get from their campsite to their destination for the next morning in Davidstown that included a giant well of earth disappearing and then piling on top of them. They lost their champion, they have no idea what attacked them, and they've still got to get into Davidstown for an exhibition match. Upon arriving into Davidstown and hiding the fact that Lannick was gone, deciding that it was best that they pretend it and that they could maybe power his large suit of armor themselves and manipulate it as they had done in training with Lannick, the three small-sized cr creatures, a goblin, a failing, and a short stack tabaxi, uh, 
just had to go through some normal press events and social events in Davidstown, and they did so, and they made Lannick look good, and they made themselves look good. But they were also tried to be pulled into the local politics. There was a mayoral race running, and the deputy mayor was running against the incumbent mayor. All of that was on the back of their minds, but they had to focus on this first match, which they won handily after beating a number of children at various games. Um, <laughs> I will never not bring that up every time wrong. Uh, Tama, uh, defeater of children. Eventually, they made it all the way to their first victory and managed to get through unscathed until they were brought back to meet Inspector David who would become their true nemesis and the true problem for our wonderful pit crew this first round. It seems he knew that Lannick was missing. He knew that they were pretending. This drove all kinds of actions from the pit crew, <laughs> sneaking around to discover uh, what information Inspector David had on him, communicating in a dream with their sponsor and liege lord, uh, Rupert Morningson, getting into fights and then avoiding those fights very quickly, multiple times. <laughs> and eventually confronting Inspector David in front of the administrative building, uncovering a secret alliance between Inspector David and David the Mayor, whose name was not only not David, which made him ineligible to be mayor of Davidstown, but he wasn't even born in Davidstown. <laughs> Upon besting Inspector David in combat and knocking him out, our group was able to escape danger and head out from Davidstown with... Not a lot of information about how Lannick disappeared or why. Knowing that they're constantly being pursued by some sort of spellcaster or spellcasters organization or individuals, they boarded the ferry to head to the Sky Spire to the first official match of the season and to further investigate what is going on within the sport of champion armor battles as driven by both their lord that pays them and their sponsor and their own desire to find out what happened to Lanny Kindfist. And here we begin on a ferry in a room with a book that says cinnamon, cardamom, and other spices. Oh, excellent, excellent, good work. <laughs> We're gonna just dunk the DM's plot for GM's plot. As per usual. There, it looks at this a little bit and shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, I go to the uh, bridge, uh, do an enthralling performance, and make them turn around. We're going back to David's <laughs> not going back <laughs> to, to campaign Davis for mayor because we now have a David in our crew. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> we're going to handle the traveling on the ferry uh, in what is called a downtime system. Uh, this is not going to be scene to scene role play, but just several days where we're kind of generally expressing and explaining what your characters do. It does take roughly about four to five days to get from Davidstown to the port of the Sky Spire. So you have downtime on the ship. As I described it, it's a large ferry that has a big wide base. It actually has stables and storage for things like wagons and such to travel. You chose to keep the champion armor in the room, but your chariot with the horses um, is is being taken care of by the stable hands on the traveling ferry. Um, I, I like to think that like the people looking after the horses and the wagons and whatever in the ferry are like, there's like some interest in our uh, clearly hacked together chariot. jank ass chariot. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, our uh, reclaimed wood chariot. Yeah, yeah. Your, your reclaimed broken wagon chariot. 
So this ferry is mostly just to travel, right? It does have a kitchen area like that serves food and then it has some conveniences and then it has your rooms, but it doesn't have much for the entertainment. Uh, there is the bridge crew that kind of just work their regular jobs um, and they do interact with the people traveling on it a lot because there's not really a division there. And uh, then, you know, there's the typical stuff. There's small bars around, people can drink. Uh, they can take in the sights of both the uh, north side of Lagello or as you approach the outer edge of uh, Kenya Kozar, the kind of like rolling pastures that is Kenya Kozar. You notice that at nights there tends to be some kind of home gambling games, uh, like some dice rolling, some card playing and stuff like that. A lot of the crew are actually involved with it and then some of the younger travelers. Uh, there is a kind of a lounge bar that a lot of the uh, bridge crew, the like the officers of the ship, hang out in, as well as some of the more wealthy travelers. Um, or you can just stay in your room. You've got the book that was left for you by Sly David um, related to the mysteries of cinnamon and cardamom and other spices. Uh, there is kind of a fight club, not like a secret <laughs> fight club, but there's like wrestling that happens. Um, uh, between some of the much younger, like the teenagers uh -huh. and the twenty-somethings, uh -huh. did you um, say there's kids that need to be schooled? Uh, there's, <laughs> so weirdly enough, weirdly enough, there are no specific children events. I mean, as you walk the ship, you do see some some kids playing like rolling hoops with a stick. Rolling <laughs> hoops with a stick. Look at my hoop. <laughs> uh, uh, playing spinners with each other and stuff like oh, that. Oh hell but, yeah! But like oh, not God, in like spinners a on a boat. It's got to be real rough. It changes the game entirely. There's <laughs> yeah. whole uh, uh, publications written about how to adjust your form <laughs> and spin ripcord. I bet they even have like custom made spinners that are made to work better on boats that have better internal balancing yeah. on them. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, and, but yeah, it's standard boat time. So is there anything you want to do with these several days of downtime? Start with Merit. Um, Merit, you know, like there's definitely still concern of like people on the ship asking about Lanik. So probably not hanging out a lot during the daytime, but is like helping out with any repairs and stuff um, with Scratch. Uh, probably does a little bit of wrestling or something. Yeah, it's it's friendly. It's not like heavy combat fight club, like bust yeah, it, bust so it. Yeah, so Mary it's, would be like, yeah, that's yeah, what just, I do. It's just, it's just normal, like, roughhousing of young people. Uh, Scratch. Uh, Scratch is mostly going to stay in the room, uh, except to, like, eat and whatnot. Uh, she's just uh, basically going to be looking through the book, maybe doing a little work on the armor, like repairs and like polishing and whatnot. Just kind of focus her thoughts, reflecting on uh, the events of Davidstown. And Tama. Um, I'm going to study the book mostly um, and at night, you know, find a little place to perform kind of out of the way. If people want to listen, that's uh, cool. Would you be aiming to perform for the bridge officers or for the like the regular travelers and sort of like the regular crew of the uh, travelers and regular crew first day upper class second day okay uh, merit athletics check for wrestling 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 <laughs> uh, scratch 
Uh, roll Arcana with advantage. All right. And then you, and then Tama, you're going to roll performance. That's a 21 total. 21 total. Okay. <laughs> I, I rolled a three. Why and did a I six. roll the green die? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so 11. 11. 11. All right. Yeah, and yeah. then performance. I got, I rolled an 18, so 26. 26. Okay. <laughs> so we'll deal with these in kind. First, Marin, uh, you have a you dominate the wrestling. You just crush everyone. There's at one point they put two people against you, and you're a small, you're a goblin that's like three feet tall, and these are like anywhere between five foot no, five and like six foot two. You're not used to wrestling someone so small. They're balanced. Yeah, they're totally not, off. Yeah, yep. so I'm grounding. <laughs> but they love it. Uh, you know, some of them you got like, that glute power. Yeah. Some of them kind of recognize you. No one you, expects the butt flex. <laughs> no. Or at least they recognize like that you, you know, competed at, you know, university and you're from Rachel Soul. And so it makes sense. Nobody's like really upset about it. Um, and you all, you just have a good time. Like everybody just like there's drinking and wrestling and they just have a nice time, but nobody gets too wild. Um, a lot of people are here with their parents or with, uh, or going from Haza to This is Kenya probably the work. most like at home and peaceful merits felt like since this adventure started. <laughs> yeah. Um scratch. All right, so you repair the armor just fine. Mm -hmm. Um cuz you have several days to do it. So you yeah. don't have to like work hard at it. What's your sleight of hand merit? 18 total. So one of the things that you notice scratch is that part of the reason that repairing the armor is helpful is that so items are still dropped and occasionally he'll bring you a completely wrong tool, <laughs> but Merit's in a good mood mm -hmm. and items are dropped less. Mm. And the wrong tool isn't like a completely different tool. It's just like the wrong head of yeah. a screwdriver or the wrong diameter of a socket wrench, right? right. Yeah. Like simple mistakes. Yeah. Um, and I think you would notice that Merritt's just in a better mood. Uh, like his calms down. You got to watch him fully fall apart multiple times, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, the book... Uh, cinnamon, cardamom, and other spices. So you open it up, and at first it is recipes. It's straight up just like regular cooking recipes. Yeah. Um, and if, then you kind of flip to the back, and it's more recipes, and it takes you a while to flip to the middle. Well, Tama is helping you kind of do that. Well, you like work, and then you hand it to Tama, and Tama reads it. And then when you're kind of done, and you can't really be super loud at night, mm. and everything like that, Tama might be performing, and you're just like, well, I'll just go back to it. So you're kind of tag teaming it. The problem is, is it takes you literally the length of the entire ferry trip to decipher that all of these recipes are a code and that there is a word code in this and that it is communicating things. And it's not that you didn't suspect that. Thomas suspected that like literally the moment that it was <laughs> open and it's not uncommon for you, Scratch, in your former line of mercenary work to see it. It's yeah. just figuring out what the code actually was, what the cipher was, <laughs> mm -hmm. to decipher this just took a long time. Yeah. Uh, there were also other distractions. There was decent booze here. Um, yeah. There's good company here. There's a good mix of people and a lot of capable people. A lot of people are going to Kenya Kozar to kind of set themselves up to begin working in the fate months, which is spring, essentially. And so it's time to, you know, as frost defrosts, <laughs> it's time to uh, get into 
preparing the bread bowl to be able to provide the giant bowl of bread to the rest of Midland. 26 on your performance, correct, Tama? Tama. Nice. Uh, so the first night for the regular people, second time you perform for the bridge crew. Um, regular people love it. They're absolutely into it. Uh, the regular um, non-officers of the ferry are just happy to enjoy uh, some professional performance. You actually get offered to be like tipped out and such. Like they want to give you money uh, for it, even though you're just sort of kind of doing it in an area. And so they do, the, you do have various passengers as well as crew members being like, thanks. And mostly they're buying you drinks, but they're also giving you money and stuff. Okay. Uh, and it's, you know, it's then nobody's being like overly generous or sure, anything. Sure. They're just, they're just being like, here's a reasonable, like couple bucks for a good song. Thank you. Nice. Uh, kind okay. of thing. Then you perform for the bridge. Now this is more of a, like a lounge setting and it's not just the bridge officers. There's also kind of the more wealthy Captain uh, Stewart uh, comes up to you immediately and after your performance and is just like, fine job, fine job. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're ever looking for work, we could hire you officially. Uh, our going rate, uh, I, I feel like we should pay you. Uh, Commander Frakes, can you please <laughs> give uh, this person the I standard for a day's performance on this? And so you end up uh, you end up getting from them you just end up getting a standard payment unless you reject it of uh, twenty sterling. I I accept it graciously. Yeah, artists should be paid for their art. Yeah, and so <laughs> it would be rude to refuse. The wealthier travelers don't really interact with you, but they do tip you out a little bit. Okay, but you find that those tips are the same as the people who didn't have as much money. <laughs> On the third night, I play again for the normal passengers, uh, refuse money and buy them drinks. <laughs> Excellent. And they love it. They're absolutely a fan yeah. of it. There's a, um, just to spite the rich. <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the, uh, uh, the chief engineer, um, a meanie, like he literally quietly spreads around that is like, he's like, gotta love a performer that spends the money he gets paid from the, from the ship on the ship. Uh, uh, and so it's just a real good bonding time. This is the first, this is all relaxation. There's no dangers. There's no threats. Is there anything else any of you want to do uh, before you arrive to Kenya or Kozar? Scratch might see if there's any of the sailors willing to smash or something before. Uh, roll to... a um, charisma chest. Charisma <laughs> Let's see. Plus two, seven. No. Uh, the, that that their shrimp loss. did its job. Yeah. No one on that ship. Is that shrimp girl? Is that the shrimp girl? What do you call her, cat girl? I don't know if cat girl is offensive. Um, I don't want to be offensive, but I will call her shrimp girl because I saw her with that shrimp. A bat? Who gets a bag of shrimp? buys things the press takes a bite out of the shrimps like you're lost it's been four and a half days throw it out <laughs> just rank ass shrimp guess i'm just made of sterner stuff 
Um, <laughs> they serve food. I like, I like that the dice are fully continuing. This is the easiest time for Scratch to hook up with someone. Even <laughs> right? Off camera, no RP scene. Where it's like, let me just roll to see if I hit it. Um, with yeah. somebody on the ship. Seven, I would like to roll know? to see if I have a whirlwind uh, romance with an heiress. Um, no. No, because that's not as funny. Um, it's funny that you bring it up. <laughs> that part's funny. I'd like to push her off the door at the end, though. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, fine. Like, Scratch can't even get it from, like, somebody who's been out at sea for several days. <laughs> I'll never let go, Louise. Like, hey, we only left port four days ago. Yeah. <laughs> They're not that desperate. <laughs> uh, so, before I go into the next thing, uh, we don't have to roleplay this, depending on how well we roll. Uh, I'm going to go with Tama, probably. Roll Deception. Good idea. 17. 17. All right. Uh, roll Deception again, please. I also have a 7. 21. 19. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very close. So all through the trip, the only thing that causes even the most mild of headache is the questions about Lannick. Where's Lannick? Uh, it's not like people are pressing. There's no reporters, but they know that Lannick's on the ship. All you have to do is say Lannick is very private, uh, bring meals back to the room, uh, and it is very easy to dissuade people. It's not the job of the crew or the officers to look in on passengers. I like that the hardest thing about this is getting rid of all the Lannock-sized meals that we <laughs> yeah. need to get because we're all small creatures, so we're like eating our own meals, then having to split a well, third meal that's a full meal. Yeah, yeah but I mean, there's three of us. Like, yeah, we'll all be a little heavier after this, but at least we're splitting <laughs> it three ways. Yeah. <laughs> this is the money maker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Tama, very concerned about the aesthetic. Uh, Merit. Wrestling for hours every night, fine. <laughs> He's like, I, I got a place to put it. Up. We get some more of that Lannick chow. <laughs> the morning that you're supposed to arrive to the Sky Spire, a sea monster. No, um, uh, uh, morning, I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah. To the Sky Spire. Uh, before I go into this, uh, roll history, everyone. That's a natural one for Scratch. You simply Total have to four. solve the dice rolling <laughs> better. Uh, history. Uh, 15 total. Natural one from Scratch? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a six for Merit. All right, Scratch, you, <laughs> yeah! you've never been to Kenyar Kozar. Merit, you've heard about Kenyar Kozar, but you've never wanted to go to farmland. <laughs> it's not something interesting to you. Uh, Tama, you've read about Kenyar Kozar because it's a very well-known uh, province, but not so much about the domain of itself, the country. You've read about the Sky Spire. And so when it approaches, you all are standing kind of in view of it on an upper deck in view of it to get sight. And you see the top of it first. 
Uh, Tama, you've read that is the tallest structure. You've read numbers, but they're numbers that don't mean anything to you because uh, nation and the Your people. nation measures in kilometers yeah. instead. <laughs> you actually use a base 10 measurement system, which none of the rest of the fold uses. So, And I mean, also like our tallest buildings are three stories. Yeah. <laughs> and so when yeah. somebody brings a thing to you and you read about something like, oh, the sky spire, a 200 story building into the reaching into the heavens. You're like, ah, yeah, whatever. You know that Kenya Kozar is like, it's known as the breadbasket of Midland. It's kind of a perfect land for agriculture. You've been seeing it along the coast. There's just endless fields of grass and grain and orchards and such that you pass as you kind of wind your way through this canal to this area. Um, it's how not only just Midland, but all of the fold perceive it. Just farms and land between farms for cattle and sheep and an inevitable red and white barn. So for most that arrive here, the Sky Spire is not only surprising, but even a misnomer. You were expecting a spire with like a pointed tip. Instead, it's like just over the hill is like a portcullis, like a, like a full keep tower. And then you realize that's not just over the hill. That's multiple miles away. And you realize it's not a tower, it's a building. It's a sky spire in what we would call a skyscraper. But it doesn't go up. As you kind of keep approaching it, Scratch and Merit, you've never seen this. You just know that it's supposed to be some tall-ass thing. <laughs> More of it gets revealed, and it's not a straight up and down building or kind of like a like an obelisk shape. There's sections of it that kind of cave so in and is create... It, is it basically like the skyscraper in Gargoyles, where the skyscraper itself was kind of a weird shape, and then there's just like a castle on top? <laughs> so no. No, it is not quite the skyscraper. Uh, it's not... That's what it is in my head now. Governor... <laughs> Governor Xanatos <laughs> approaches you. With Jonathan Frakes' voice, who I've already referenced once this episode. He looks a lot like Frakes from the ship. <laughs> Hello. Oh. <laughs> um, there are sections that uh, like concave in, and then waterfalls are pouring down into palatial gardens. There are other sections that are have large glass domes that have multiple floors in them that are uh, with telescopes and 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 scenery and restaurants you can't pick up these details you're still approaching it you know feet at a time when it's miles away it is an impressive thing and you hear someone um uh next to you telling their child about it as it's his first time going to the sky spire and is like it's not masonry it's not brick or stone it's concrete and steel Something that they developed uh, developed elsewhere in Midland uh, that Kenyar Kozar and specifically the governor preceding this one took very seriously. They were able to build it on the backs of the money that they make as the food provider. It is 200 uh, or 215 feet tall stories on average going up, housing over 20,000 people. You're not going to find a village around this. That's the village. Tom raises in. How many meters is that? <laughs> oh, uh, a meter is roughly uh, three of 
my footsteps. So, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's half a mile. So it's probably 800 or there so meters tall. Are there any weird superstitions in this world? So, like, is there technically How not a 13th of him to know floor? Or... The metric system of my tiny, <laughs> tiny culture. Right? <laughs> One day, the campaign is going to be you bringing the metric system to the entirety of the floor. Um, uh, is there One a, day, is, that's what it currently uh, Absolutely, there are uh, many uh, mysterious things and superstitions surrounding the Sky Spire. Uh, number one, it only took three years to build um, base to top, uh, which most people thought it'd take a decade or longer to get done. Now, obviously, there's magic all about it, and that's certainly helping, but but uh, it's mysterious because the original project lead uh, seems to have passed away. In fact, several of the workers have died. Industrialization comes at a price of human safety, certainly. <laughs> Um, also, they try to be safe, but if you're up a thousand feet in the air and you trip, and you're on the edge, <laughs> you're gonna die. Um, if somebody yeah. catches you, you're gonna die. <laughs> now that it's been there for decades, it's got a full um, residency, uh, full village. There's multiple towns, small villages in the Sky Spire. It has easily more than most cities. And... Uh, uh, Merritt, you know when he mentioned um, uh, that 20,000 or some odd people live in the Sky Spire? That is like easily twice as many people as permanently live in Regal Soul. <laughs> it is big. Um, I like how you just trip, you die. It's like you built a skyscraper, but you couldn't figure out rope harness technology. I mean, there's railings, <laughs> but some people going to topple over them. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Uh, uh, some people can talk. Some they, kids gonna they, walk on the edge of him, being like, "I'm a big damn they just, hero," and then he's just gonna be a big damn. I'm never mark gonna on the die. <laughs> they, they don't have a culture that promotes the use of PPE. Mm -mm. Absolutely no At PPE. That time, Merritt's just like sticking his head out a window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Merritt's like, I'm the one who will die. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, as you keep approaching it and it just keeps going taller and taller when I say that it is half a mile up it is half a mile up nice. and it is wide and thick it is the tallest yeah, yeah, building of <laughs> children <laughs> uh, as you approach the docks which are extremely simple you don't can't really see uh, the base of it because there's an 80-foot concrete wall surrounding the base of it as well. <laughs> and unlike any other fishing village or dock port that you see, and you see that this is a port that can receive commercial shipping and such, there's nothing on the docks. There is, there is people carting supplies off of a ship in through the walls. There are no warehouses. There's maybe a couple small bars that sell bottled liquor that seem to be like if you're just stopping here and the people don't want to go in they just want to get more booze and stuff and there might be like what could be a general store but there is nothing this is not a harbor town this is the sky spire and everything is guided toward that including the concrete walled gates which have two roughly 80 foot human statues in full ornate armor with their swords pointed up in a triangular arch with doors that 
you can tell aren't hinged when you look at them to swing in and out. They're actually giant sliding, massive chained uh, slabs of concrete that <laughs> close like sliding doors. Uh, what? How they work and function at ding, that scale. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then <laughs> it's time to disembark. Uh, a lot of the crew shakes Thomas' hand. A lot of the crew avoids Scratch after the last night. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and then like fist bumps and high fives and everything for merit. Um, uh, because Did you show those teenagers what for? <laughs> Hell yeah. Excellent. Uh, the captain sees everyone off the ship. Uh, uh, they uh, have a separate unloader for things like the horses and the chariot. Do you walk off the ship in the armor? Or do you have them just ship the armor? Uh, what have you? You've already passed your deception, so you're not going to need to roll again. This is not part of the strategy. Let's just have them ship the armor. I don't. Yeah. We don't need the fanfare this time. <laughs> yeah. Say. Ship the armor. Um, <laughs> roll up in our chariot. What yeah. up? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're not quite sure what's going to happen there. There wasn't a match last year at the Sky Spire. Uh, but you just see people kind of filtering into this giant, like, 100-foot-wide, uh, 100-150-foot-wide stone pathway that leads right to these big, giant door gates. And there's just, like, passenger ferries coming and going both directions? Yeah, you can tell that this is just a big stop. There's also commercial... Okay. Um, there's also a couple commercial ships on these docks. These docks are several actual docks. Well, since there's ferries going in both directions, of course we get on the ferry headed back to David's... Mm -hmm. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> I hate you so much. You set me up so long. Um, all right. Uh, we do not. We go to the Sky Spire. I guess, Mom. God. Yeah, like, uh, Merritt will want to, like, find our rooms first, get, make sure that... Yeah, yeah. You know, so like it's 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 early afternoon. Received. Um, uh, the match we'll is be able to work on it. Yeah, the match isn't for a couple days. It's early afternoon. You have several days actually here before the match is is happening. Um, uh, but you had to get here early, and you had to get here early because it's an opening event. So when you approach the Sky Spire, um, after you get through the walls, you manage to go through the uh, uh, the sword gate into uh, kind of a manicured topiary. The concrete wall. Um, Scratch, you'll take note of this. Also, uh, Merritt will take note of this too. Uh, the concrete wall is obviously two walls and then like area in between them, which means that whole area, as you walk by, you can see little doors from the inside. Mm -hmm. And there's only like little arrow slits on both the inside and outside of these walls. It's Fun. just another giant structure that surrounds this <laughs> that has guards and soldiers and people coming in and out of it. Yeah. Just in the most brutalistic architecture <laughs> you've ever seen. There's just nothing fancy. But inside little bit of manicured trees, some fountains, some stone things. No vendors, though, outside. Still nothing outside the building. And all you see are several lifts that are enclosed, but on the exterior of the building, some of which are the size of large platforms uh, that are obviously meant to create, some that people are going into. Um, you see no entry at the base of the Sky Spire. Only these lifts. I wonder what could drive a city or whatever you want to call it to to build like this. Well, I'm uh, Merritt might muse this out loud. It's a li 
it's interesting to me if this is the shipping center yeah. of most of the stuff created, but there's no warehouses or anything outside. That means that everything produced that's shipped out has to be housed inside the spire yeah. before it's shipped out. Yeah, <laughs> that seems. <laughs> what suspicious capitalism is this? <laughs> well, no, it's just extremely unusual. Like, yeah. if, it, if there's going to be that much shipping happening, like if it's most of the the stuff they're exporting, you would expect it to be coated in warehouses, not there to be one giant, insanely fortified tower. Right. That yeah. is like got to be several floors of granaries and stuff, basically, <laughs> yeah. outside of the living space and other things that it is. Yeah. And like, just think of like the power requirements to like take all that tonnage up and down, like working against gravity all the time. Like they must have some crazy power generation. I bet they would know a thing or two about portable hole technology. Scratch, when you don't know where you're supposed to be staying mm. or some such, there's always some sort of administrative center mm -hmm. or administrative uh, worker that works around Champion Armor that okay. has that information for you. Yeah. And in this case, y'all don't know where you're supposed to stay. You thought maybe it might be out by the docks. It usually is. Atlantic's just like, let's get unpacked, get yeah. dealt with soon. Or maybe you were just going to camp or something. <laughs> um, but you didn't have any information about that. Yeah. You don't know where you're going to stay. Um, uh, so you and have we to travel up. Atlantic's journal again and make sure he didn't mention. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, uh, you do learn more about his favorite types of spinners when he was a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, I guess, yeah, we'll we'll find the administrative person, yeah, for champion armor combat, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, you look at the panel and it is exactly like an elevator panel, mm -hmm. it's literally uh, floors all listed. Uh, you see, it's a little confusing at first because you've never been here. And you just see a couple people come in and they just kind of push buttons because they know <laughs> what floors they're going to. And then finally someone on the lift and you're still going upward mm -hmm. on the lift at like the 25th floor. It, it go, comes in and uh, simply says, oh, um, I would have asked you to, to check in about this when you um, were looking for administrative person uh -huh. where security office would be where. um where I could drop off more copies of the sketches of the adventurers from Damon's Town. Well, you are straight up trying to cancel these people nationwide. I, told, I said at the time, I was. Yo. <laughs> Fuck these guys. Kelsey Fuck plays characters guys. that say shit and then do it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. I love it. Um, uh, 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 Pretty soon, if we tattle through. like three more times, you're not going to have to say the part about we're not actually kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, University, White Grove, and then a light lights up on one of the uh, buttons for one of the floors. And they spoke into what looks like a little spot like speak what we would perceive as a speaker box but for scratch it's like it's a great <laughs> yeah um okay Jam and so <laughs> where are you trying to get up to the champion armor uh yeah yeah champion just trying to armor find... administration yeah, yeah. arena something like yeah. that yeah you say to it and and then uh one dings uh specifically on floor 166 floor so high up yeah <laughs> almost 2000 feet up are coming up the sky spire on the lift and the world is beginning to spread 
around you because you are facing out or able to face out and be higher than any of you have ever been in your lives. Kenyar Kozar is kind of on the other side of the canal from Legello, which is uh, sort of another kind of like great plainsy grassy place. That's just sort of how the weather worked out on Midland. The difference though is that uh, where Kenyar Kozar, you don't see, because you're on the front of it, you don't see any of the rest of Kenyar Kozar. You just see the canal and south of it. So you see Legello, you see some of the watchtowers that Legello is famous for, which have giant eyes painted on them. Um, uh, they're also quite large, but nothing compared to them. Uh, the doors open up. Uh, again, they're sliding, they're not hinged. And that seems to be the vibe here is that they don't do hinged. <laughs> I can't get over them being a convenience store door. I know. <laughs> bong, bong. Uh, door I comes the up. blast of air as you walk in. Uh, door comes open, <laughs> open. And uh, the inside of this place that you've run into, you can immediately see like a directory sign. Uh, the moment you come in <laughs> with nice. 4166 and it's got like grid maps of where things are. Huh, uh, cool. This is where the champion armor arena is. And so the ceiling here is actually quite tall. It's about 30, 35 feet up. Um, uh, so it's a little bit more echoey in here. There isn't a combat, so none of the kiosks or slots are open, but take what you saw around the outdoor arena of Davidstown and put it instead inside of an indoor, well-structured stadium. Cool. Um, uh, the whole thing is there and you can see the offices are off to the west uh, in that direction. So it's just um, like a bunch of permanent kiosks. Yeah. Like uh, you'd find like- uh, In a stadium. Like in, in like the a, stadium yeah. and around the stadium. Okay, yeah, different yeah. people rent them out at different yeah, times yeah. and stuff. And you can see the occasional like cleaner kind of working on cleaning it uh the outside of this floor even though the outside of the building looks mostly at this layer like it is uh concrete or steel when you turn and look it's not it's clear <laughs> you can see all the way into the endless vast expanse of legello uh, uh just happily happily there in the daylight and it's beautiful it's unlike anything any of you have seen and this is the backdrop walk for the entire exterior southern face, at least, of uh, of the sky spire. And uh, it, it feels like natural light comes in, even though you can see that it's deeply supported by glowing crystals. Uh, Scratch, I think you'd notice that artificers must be heavily employed up in this piece. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is nice. You also notice something, Tama, and Tama, you would notice uh, the moment that the elevator opened up in the door, there's music playing. <laughs> and if you look up, you can see other little grates and other little speakers kind of like tucked <laughs> away everywhere. And it's like this, it's a music that's a little different. It's similar to the music that was on the Victrola that you had in Davidstown, where it's like a little bit like, you know that there's some instruments that are, um, like the brass instruments that you've seen some bards use and then you've seen pianos and stuff and and so it's a lot more of that and it's a little <laughs> bit bouncier and it's a little bit happier um and so, so just like <laughs> small thing for everyone's consideration <laughs> what happens if we organize a general labor strike amongst all the artificers that run the sky spire that is absolutely <laughs> something that i have prepared for if you Ooh. choose to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I've thought about this area a lot. <laughs> Mostly because I had several months extra time to plan it than I thought I would. And But yeah, this is a stadium when it is empty. This is a stadium that's barely being monitored. There's some security and there's some cleaning crew here, but that's it. <laughs> Nothing's happening here. Uh, you, can, you can hear the occasional person talk in the distance, but like nothing, you know, there's is, not is much Is it like going on. fully enclosed or is it like open air-ish? It is fully enclosed. Outside? It feels okay. open air. Um, uh, roll perception on that scratch with that question. It's, okay. You know, it definitely aesthetically looks open air. Um, perception, that's plus three. Uh, that's 13 total. It does feel like fresh air in here. Hmm. Okay. Weirdly, it did on the elevator too, even though that was enclosed. Yeah. Everywhere feels like fresh air that you, like as you're walking, it feels like you're just kind of, you got the light from the outside. It feels like you're in a structure that's exposed. Yeah. Not a structure that's enclosed. structure is just a room temperature room. Um, <laughs> my God. <laughs> so with all of the food storage that must be happening in this structure, yeah. does that mean that there is a population of stray cats for pest control? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tons of cats everywhere. Neat. Yeah. yeah. There's. Uh, I, I was serious about it. I know we did it as a joke for, for things. I'm serious about it. The fold is riddled with fucking cats. Just lousy <laughs> with cats. <laughs> it's yeah. lousy with cats. There are I cats mean, that's how they cleaned up the rat plague. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are cats. There are festivals. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah uh, like there is there's a great summoning of cats. They got them all to show up, but uh, there's no, no way to really make them go away. So they just kind of hung out. And, they just uh, yeah. they just spent 10 years as a conservative effort in Midland, not spaying and neutering cats. And then they had plenty of fucking cats. <laughs> it's like you just need a decade of that unchecked and you're yeah. good. Um, I'm Rob Rarker reminding you, don't you dare spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> Hey everyone, it is your game mother Steve, here to interrupt this episode for a little bit of a thank you to our wonderful patrons. We'd like to thank Michael, Kyle, Steve, and Aaron for helping to support this podcast and make it happen by essentially paying for all of the hosting and everything at this moment. So, thank you very much. Uh, we'd also like to thank our podcast partners. Uh, that would be the Geek Radio Daily crew, those that manage to aggregate all of the geek information daily at an insane rate. I can't imagine doing a five-day-a-week podcast, but they do it and they give the information. So we're going to play their little ad here. Are you having trouble keeping up with the ebbs and flows of modern geekery? Is the real world holding you back from knowing what is happening in the geeky world? To answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends, gaming group, and loved ones, Geek Radio Daily presents daily informational sessions brought to you by the wonderful Billy Flynn, the Flynnstress, and podcasting's Rich Siegfried. They contain such helpful segments as history, geek birthdays, box office results, the latest in DVD and Blu-ray, video game and comic releases. Why, they also have a Sweekly show hosted by the wonderful Billy Flynn and the Flynnstress, which includes interviews and commentary. And to make sure you are informed, Geek Radio Daily also provides you with your daily dose of geek news to make sure you know more than that jerk know-it-all Steve. Visit us at geekradiodaily.com. That's right, Geek Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. Now available in fine Corinthian leather. All right. 
That was Geek Radio Daily. Go check them out where podcasts are found. Go follow them, review them, and review us. Saw another five-star review on iTunes. Thank you very much. Uh, Feel free to leave your thoughts, feedbacks, and comments in those reviews and follow us on things like Spotify and Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at the Low Armor Cast uh, across all social media at the Low AC, or hit up that Patreon, Patreon.com/LowArmorCast, and get the talkback episodes and the extra content we leave there. Anyway, back to the show, back to the sky spire. <laughs> um, you uh, managed to uh, uh, pass into or into like a more recluded. Uh, thing it's no longer like clear on the wall it's no longer like a window pane that's perfectly cleaned uh, on the wall it's now obfuscated and there's only the occasional window to let in light and you've gone into some offices and there is a desk there and at said desk shaved head um shaved eyebrow no facial hair a human in sort of a Nehru collar like collarless almost button up sort of jerkin that is buttoned all the way up and they are currently writing out what appears to be a very formal documentation letter, but they have a stack of them. And so it looks like they might be copying something. I'm just making copies of some some such at the desk. And they look up at all three of you. Yes, can I can I help you? Is there anything I can help you with? Uh yeah, we're uh here for to register for the uh uh, champion battle. This is Lanik's team of House Hindfist. Oh, registration that you've arrived. So fantastic. So fantastic. Yeah. Let me come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Let's just, just, hold on. Hold on. Uh, they reach to their desk and they push a button on their desk and they've got one of the little speaker grates on their desk and they're like, can you send out uh, Mr. Welvex uh, for Lanik's pit crew? Lanik arrived. And uh, yeah, I believe Mr. Welbex is the one assigned. And yes. then you hear over kind of a fuzzy like, rrr, rrr, rrr. yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, exactly. Just a degraded <laughs> Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, parent, adult. Um, uh, uh, okay, well, uh, I can see that you're all here. I imagine, yeah. Uh, uh, Lanik sent you. They they don't normally do the busy work. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. Uh, and unless, you know don't we know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you have a meeting scheduled uh, here again around uh, 10 p.m. We're sorry for the lateness. Uh, Lanik doesn't need to be here. We just need representatives from his pit crew. Um, uh, this is related to the security of the first event. As you know, the opening events are there. There's going to be the concert on beha- uh, beforehand with Maja Agda. And they pause and they look at you. Very cool. <laughs> Merit, quick with the very yeah. cool. Uh, do I know as a musician who Maja Agda is? Uh, roll, um, since you're six months in, roll history with advantage. Um, uh, Scratch, do you think Scratch follows music? Um, Probably not. That's Merit's a, just going to know It's this. a 10. It's 10. I got so, a five for history. All right, all right. <laughs> to continue the age divide that is very small in this group, honestly. <laughs> Merit. Maja Agda is the biggest fucking shit in the goddamn fold. Maja Agda is the Beyonce Knowles this of the fold. This got me through school. How do you think I passed my final fighter exams? Well, I can't wait to hear um, 
more music from your culture in this great cultural exchange I've been a part of. Yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> upon that, to hearing it too. Uh, upon that, <laughs> she, uh, she's gotten us through a lot. She's, she's only been around for a few years. She filled the hole, um, or the thunder left when she retired. Uh, now, Scratch, you know Thundra. Merritt, you know Thundra. Uh, Tama, like you my probably mom's favorite band. Uh, <laughs> no, Thundra, Thundra is like, she's kind of like Mariah, where she's like the best singer in the world and had like a thing for a long time. And then someone just sort of naturally overtook her. But unlike Mariah Carey, Thundra just retired when she became irrelevant. Um, uh, oh, oh, that's uh, a thing you can do? Yeah, yeah. She just stopped <laughs> trying so desperately to hold on you, to fame. You don't need to like start like desperate reality shows yeah exactly <laughs> also we have a note here that uh uh mr kibbage um uh would like to maybe get grab lunch with lanik tomorrow uh since they used to fight together in the champion armor Merritt would know samson kibbage as a uh as a champion armor fighter um you would know him from previous seasons he only retired a couple years ago and uh, he is a dragonborn and he is scary as all fuck because he is a full albino dragonborn. So his, he's so white in scale, he's damn near clear. And it is terrifying to fight him because he looks almost supernatural at all times. He's also was quite accomplished. He never actually managed to claim a world champion, but he never once had a season where he wasn't in the finals and somebody had to get past him. Uh, uh, okay. So he was one of those people that just didn't have a floor below excellence. Yeah. But Mary, yeah, you would so know. I feel like I would have had like a memory of seeing him fight. Oh like, yeah, with many my times. Father or something like that. Many times. And so, yeah, um, uh, Samson Kibbage, the albino dragonborn, uh, former combatant, and sort of like the thinking man's sort of like um, uh, favorite champion, because like, though he never had a dynasty of uh, periods where he was the world champion over and over again, he was always like the numbers he put on the board were always consistently strong. And he stayed in the sport for a long time. Kibbage is probably at this point in his early 60s, which means he was Dang. in the sport for nearly 30 plus years of, of champion <laughs> armor fighting. He's he's the direct legacy of another champion armor that was one of the first, kind of. Cool. He's uh, a legacy, been in it forever, won yeah. a lot of matches. Yeah. Won a lot of matches. White as fuck. <laughs> is he Tom fuck. Brady? What? <laughs> is he basically Tom Brady? <laughs> Anyway, uh, I believe, you mean, is, I believe uh, you mean Tom Hardy. <laughs> what? I believe you mean Tom yeah, we've Hardy. We've been through this before. Yeah. We know that in this podcast, Tom Brady and Tom Hardy are the same person. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, 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 anyway, so moving on, this legacy that's been in the so sport for a I, long time. So I, ju I just want to clarify. So this probably means we're not going to be able to pull one over on him easily. No. <laughs> but I think it might still be worth a shot. Are we still talking to this person? Uh, so they're like, they're waiting there um, uh, to do that. They don't have any more memos for you. Oh, okay. Um, other uh, than the meeting and then the lunch notice. Uh, but you are waiting for uh, Welvex uh, to come. And they simply tell you, Welvex will guide you to where your room is and also give you the necessities and answer any questions you have about the Sky Spire. Is this your first time in the Sky Spire? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, he'll be invaluable to you. He'll be, he's your assigned concierge. All of the champions have one when they get here. Uh, 
uh, for the matches. Uh, this is what he does for a living, and he will be able to be reached directly when you need him. Um, uh, and you can ask him any questions about where to go How or where to find things. How do we reach him? You said he can be reached anytime. Uh, he will be handing you a uh, sending stone, and it will be directly tied to his. And so he will be able to message you, and you will be able to message him, and they will just go back and forth. It is completely private communication. Uh, it takes a couple more minutes. Uh, you see a half-orc. Uh, he is in a white vest, a white long coat, with a white sun hat, gray mustache, gray beard, a small gold chain going from his vest to his jacket. <laughs> in the brim of his sun hat, you can see slots have been put in, and he has a number of cigars on one side, like a little, like, like gun belt of cigars, <laughs> basically. <laughs> And it's like, well, if it isn't the fine members of the pit crew for Lannick Hanfest, welcome to the Sky Spire. Thank you, sir. It's great to be here. Thank you kindly. Excellent, excellent. My name is Wilton Welvix. You can call me Wilton, of course. Uh, I have been given the honor of escorting and concierging, if that is indeed a verb. <laughs> uh, the, anyone in Lannick Hanfist party about, I assume that Lannick is elsewise occupied. He's kind of hard to miss. And he immediately pulls a cigar out. <laughs> and pulls a cigar out. And then one of his rings flips out to be a cigar clipper and puts it away and another ring flips out to be a lighter and he lights the cigar and the cigar is just kind of gently here which would feel like it was enclosed and smoky but again the ceilings here are so high it's literally like the moment you step out of the offices it's like you're back outside again um, <laughs> just puffing on his cigar just being like like like, would you like me to show you where you're staying or are you perhaps a bit parched or famished I'm here for anything you could possibly need. <laughs> uh, just uh, the place we're staying for now, but uh, once we get there, if you could point us in the right direction of a nice marketplace uh, where I could acquire some armor, that would be good as well. Ooh, armor, armor. Mm -hmm. You like getting a little bit of a tussle? I do hear that the pit crews of champions tend to have side interests and a little bit of fun here and there. That's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I mean, doesn't everybody have hobbies? Absolutely, <laughs> young man. I don't believe I call your name. Merit. 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 Merit, would you like a cigar? You too, Ta uh, uh, Tama, Scratch, Hell cigars? Yeah. Definitely. So he hands them, clips them, Thank lights you, them for you, and the four of you are walking down this enclosed <laughs> corridor. Oh, Mar Mary's gonna take like two puffs and just like choke a bunch. <laughs> as, as mostly an athlete most of his life. It's not like he's never smoked anything. Hold on, but hold it's not on. something he like. Right, now I should have paid better attention. I'm sorry. I'm not being quite cordial enough. <laughs> and then he reaches out and pulls a flask and he's like, Put some of this on your throat. It'll coat it, protect it from the smoke. <laughs> and hand you just some brown liquor. <laughs> Mary's going to look at Scratch and Tama as like the only adults that he perceives around. Tama just kind of gives a wide-eyed, mm-mm. Yeah, Scratch is like, it's... 
about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can I, take I your cigar if you want it. So, all right. Yeah, Mar I mouth Mar the word Mar pretend. Just like wets his upper lip. <laughs> uh, wets his upper Jason lip. And back, mm, thank you. Merritt <laughs> mostly just feels excited to be included. Yeah, and just yeah. Just kind of like holds his cigar. That's what he's happy to be here. And he's like, so uh, Welbix walks in front of you. Now he's a pretty big dude, uh, but he's also rotund. Like he's a big guy. He's, you can see, you catch when he walks and his coat moves away that he's got suspenders under that vest. Um, uh, huela, huela, guarantee. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, he, 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 he goes, he goes, all right. So if you're looking to get into a little bit of scraping and scrapping that kind of armor that needs to actually do something to protect your body, you're going to want to go to Marbury or Dabney or Rockville. Those are neighborhoods. Wow, you haven't been to the Sky Spire. Okay. <laughs> so the Sky Spire is broken up into a lot of different neighborhoods, if you will. Now, these are just terms for levels of floors. Like, the stadium here isn't a part of a neighborhood. It's a stadium for all of the Sky Spire, right? It's not within a section. But a lot of categories of floors. Like, say, if you're in the 40s or 50s, you're in Dabney. And Dabney is its own community because there's just too many people for there to be like a whole floor that's like nothing but forges and then a whole floor that's like like that would be a very bad video instead it's more likely that gatherings of floors are going to communalize and then like walk upstairs so you don't gotta wait wait for a lift <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you only got to go up like two flights to get what you need <laughs> um so but, you've made it to alchemist town where we only make alchemy yeah exactly so <laughs> you catch my drift, Tom, and I like how quick you are on the uptake. Um, uh, uh, takes a small kerchief out of his thing, dabs some sweat on him. It's not hot. Puts it back. It's not hot. <laughs> Puts it back. Um, and he goes, he goes, so you're going to want to go Marbury, Dabney, Rockville. That's where you're going to find Deacon Forge equipment. Unless you got a lot of money to spend, you can go to White Grove. But you're going to get overcharged. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you right now. Those people pay for the White Grove label. It's just a red box that says White Grove and white lettering on it. It's nothing. It literally what? is nothing. I think the artist <laughs> stole it from someone. Anyway, um, <laughs> your hotel is actually in Red Grove. Red Grove is the fun grove and White Grove is the boring grove. <laughs> um, so remember that. Uh, uh, red Grove... It's up a few more floors. It's kind of up toward the top. They put you up real nicely. I mean, you're a champion armor Wonderful. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go up there. And then you just got to you just gotta tell the lift like Dabney or Rockville. And it'll just drop you off there. You could be like Dabney Marketplace. And it'll get you on the right floor or two. Uh, depending on which shop you need kind of thing. Uh, uh, there's a full directory. We have it. We uh, call it the Tower uh, or the Tower Tome, and the Tower Tome gets delivered every year, and it updates everybody of where every building, not specific residences, but all commercial outlet buildings are, and what they're named, and what floor they're on, and what district in each floor. So you can go to the lift and be like, "I need to go right here," <laughs> and it won't like sideways. It's not a Wonka Vader or anything like that. <laughs> Wonka, of course, the magical mage that created the hovering elevator that we're all very familiar with. He used to. 
capture children and eat them. Anyway, uh, moving forward. Uh, moving Who can forward. forget Wonka? Yeah. Truly the most terrible wizard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a national tragedy. He always ran it like a contest, like they were going to get something, and they got to be cooked at medium rare. I mean, I even heard about it in that my it village. Took Terrible more thing. than a couple years for people to realize that was, hap- was it happening. It took easily like two decades. It's so unsettling. <laughs> well, I mean, Children he acted so fold, enfeebled though. every time he came out of his factory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't suspect it. He had the cane. He did the little somersault thing. He had a real goofy look. He was in that. <laughs> he was in that movie where he switched places with someone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He had, all, he had all those orange halflings who sung those songs. They seemed happy. They seemed happy. They, seemed yeah. happy. they were <laughs> slaves. Um, it was abhorrent. Uh, what a true monster of our time. Terrible wizard wonk. Uh, so he gets on the elevator with you to get you toward the room. Uh, it's up at... <laughs> Up at like what is Adolf Wonkler? (laughs) (laughs) It's at like level 192. Like it's very high up on the tower. You're now, you're now another 500 feet. You're like getting close to like you're over 2,000 feet up. Your ears are popping a lot. (laughs) So strangely, no, they're not, but they should be, and you know that. Pressure. Um, It opens up, and the Red Grove is just this beautiful. Like you walk in and the floor is like different marble and stone tiles and different patterns. It's very almost art deco, uh, (laughs) real crisp coloring, very classic. Uh, It would remind Scratch of like uh, uh, a cigar bar. Okay. um, In its kind of aesthetic. And you can see it. And again, the wall to the south end to Ligello, clear, daylight. And then you also see that there are just beautiful lanterns and wrought iron stands as you kind of walk through the areas. And you're walking through what looks like this weird, uncanny valley of city street and palace. It's because everything's inside. Yeah. Like uh, the ceilings aren't, you know invisible you can see them there's nice tapestries on them there's actually sections of the top ceiling where it's just painted straight to the ceiling and then there's some sculpture work and stuff this is more of a normal place this has essentially about 12 to 15 feet of ceiling above your head um but they're there and he just walks you to your um uh down a couple streets you can see that there's even street signs and it's sort of a more classic what we would perceive sweet street signs and you're inside of a building. It's strange. <laughs> but you arrive to a uh, a hotel called the Red Grove in the Red Grove. This is where you will be staying. A- absolutely anything you need, you can contact me. Oh, and then he, he looks at the three of you and he hands Tom a stone. And he's like, this is, this is my sending stone. If you reach into it and you're like, you like, you need something, you need something delivered to your room, you need to communicate with someone, need me to go find somebody. You just be like, Wilton, need you on this right now. You are my priority. Day or night, I could be in a dead sleep. It'll wake me up. I'll do whatever you need. That's what I'm here for. I prefer to just show you a good time, but if you got running <laughs> tasks for me, you know, I could stand to lose a few. He slaps his belly <laughs> and he's like, finishes he, he finishes the cigar that he was kind of smoking or, or like puts it out 
and it's clear that he's gonna waste like half the cigar. And then he goes, monster, uh, absolute <laughs> monster. I'll talk to the front desk for you real quick. Uh, but they should already have it. I called. Um, I, I was aware ahead when I got this assignment. You are in room 24. Uh, it is. If you go in that way, just down right on the hall. Um, and uh, it will let you in. You do not need a key. It will only let you three, Lannick Heimfist, in unless someone is accompanied with you to that room. Uh, what about creatures? What do you mean? Like, uh, like you ain't keeping cats out of anywhere in this town. <laughs> but my, but um, my backpack's alive. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if it ain't if it ain't thinky, if it don't have a lot of upstairs action, things can sneak in that way. And of course, you know, spells are spells; they can get around. But for the most part, you're not gonna find any problem here in Red Grove. Hundred, <laughs> hundred ninety stories up. Jesus. Like, <laughs> God damn, balls on someone to come up here um, uh, to do that. Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll be fine. It is coded to just you. And so, uh, so yeah, is there anything else you need? Um, no, I think we'll retire to the room. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. We'll definitely contact you for a good time or some help if we need it. Do you know Sly Peter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. He goes, all right. Uh, I'll b- probably be in a bar. Uh, <laughs> if I were to look for someone sly around these parts, <laughs> subtle, Merit, subtle. Yeah. Uh, so you yeah, go to if you could just take a moment to tell uh, Lannick about my chicken recipe. Yeah. I've got a great idea for a restaurant. <laughs> several herbs and spices. Several. Um, Did, uh, several herbs. Did, did we get a name for Sly Peter other than Sly nope. Peter? Nope. Sly right. Peter is the name. But he also said that he would make himself know that but he'd probably uh, find us. He'd yeah. find oh, okay. us. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Let's no not pro- start resorting to running around shouting Sly Peter just yet. Hey, P. <laughs> just like hit every button on the elevator and every time it opens, just no, just in a speaker box. I'd like to find Sly Peter, please. <laughs> Uh, Sly Peter, please come to our room at here. <laughs> so you get to um, room 24. Uh, room 24 is, of course, on the same southern side. Everything is. So you get to become really familiar with being over 2,000 feet up into the sky. Because right now, with the curtains drawn back, you just have what appears to be emptiness out there. It's glass. You recognize that there's <laughs> glass in there. And it's just gorgeous. It's absolutely unreasonable. The level of wealth that had to go into simply making this place (laughs) and then having it be ostentatious on top of that. Uh, The room is gorgeous. You have literally a suite room. Each of you have individual bedrooms. There are four individual bedrooms in this. Plus a general setting room. There's not two turlets on the inside. Uh, (laughs) It does. There is a portable hole in off the main room Mm -hmm. and there is a portable hole in every single bedroom's offshoot bathroom yes there are five portable holes what five turlets on the inside (laughs) five whole turlets all of the magic all of the runes like (laughs) any arcana like any moment of closed eye meditation (laughs) on magic and you're just like it's like a jet engine of security (laughs) just like (laughs) first things first yeah stone goes in jancy yeah oh yeah yeah 
detect magic. I'm looking for any illusions in the room. Um, uh, detect magic. You see a shit ton of illusions in the room. <laughs> it's not that the room is lying to you in that way. Like in in a way, you notice that like the candlelight is illusified to make it pretty. <laughs> uh, that wall. So it's it's not an illusion, but it is an illusion. It's a projection of what the outside of the wall sees so it's actually seeing you're just seeing exactly what the other side of the wall is seeing but there's no actual there and you find out that that is just stone and steel like concrete (laughs) and steel that's Um, so cool uh, right uh, and 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 then you you, it's just just what it sees though not what it feels because otherwise the room would be wailing at all times (laughs) yeah that's why the room is quiet and not just like i have a pane of glass in between me and two thousand feet worth of wind (laughs) (laughs) you also detect that there are things that are magically filtering the air there are things that are magically doing that you hear you didn't notice it when you came in because it was real quiet but that music that was playing is uh playing on like a little radio device in the speakers it's not a radio device it's hard mounted to the wall so it seems like it's connected to something but that music that was playing in the champion armor thing something along that similar line is playing here all Nothing's you guys see me. is a flash of light like across Thomas's eyes and he just starts kind of pacing in a circle looking mm-hmm. at things with his jaw dropped because this is all so foreign to him <laughs> um, as he just goes around and is just poking at things and looking around. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, Merit, Merit's looking around. It's like, lots. Well, like, this is a little bit much even for like where he grew up. <laughs> there's, there's like a little bit of like in the back of his mind, like, this feels too nice to not be built on the back of sentient being misery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom is a little distracted by the actual what's going on, and it kind of doesn't really hear that part, and more is just trying to get Scratch's attention and be like, the magic here. And he yeah. just magic nerds out with you for a little bit, being like, that is a projection. And like... Yeah. Scratch is like nodding along and just That like, implies like, potentially <laughs> that all of them have been projections. And then your thought is, does the entire south side of this wall have this magical ability? And how much magic juice is needed to do there? This starts stacking, I think especially in Scratch's mind, you're like, <laughs> I need to figure out the fuck is going on here. Because yeah. there is <laughs> no way... <laughs> I have been across the whole fold. Mm-hmm. This would take an army of the strongest, and like by army, I mean a world conquering army. Yeah. Of strongest <laughs> thing. So it's beautiful, but the room doesn't seem to have any listening devices. It doesn't seem to have any stones. If you are super cautious about it, it seems like security is here. And it makes sense. The rich tend to pay for privacy. You are in the room. Is there anything you do in the room before you. Like, 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 what do you want to do? You're here. Uh, it's lunchtime, uh, basically. Get unpacked, get kind of set up, get the armor in the armor closet. All the things you would expect to do that are boring and... Yeah, um, boring. And then uh, probably Tama, if they would like to accompany, you could come along, but he's going to go uh, to the marketplace and try to find some good armor uh, and get some food. One of the two armor districts he said were the best um now refresh my memory which one was the one he said would have the best price and yeah quality? yeah um uh, uh so uh the probably the one you'd want to go to is dabney or rockville um uh, uh rockville yeah rockville rockville are where the security offices are right yeah okay 
and bring my my sketches with me to drop off. Oh yeah, you guys got to make sure that those adventures can go nowhere in Midland. Well, you have a boring ass existence trying to be adventurers. Just gonna be fucking bandits for real. Um, the uh, waste management offices uh, are they like what is is there anything else around them or are they just kind of like in the middle of a bunch of other offices uh, I don't know uh, would you like to consult the tower tomb yes <laughs> what doesn't... color is it what the tower tomb yeah is it yellow uh, it's definitely yellow <laughs> um, it's definitely yellow <laughs> technically it probably should be white I think the white pages are for commercial but oh, yeah. it's funnier to be <laughs> yeah. yellow um but yeah, the Tower Tomb is yellow. It's updated every year, and it lists most of the important places, plus any kind of commercial listing, and lets you pick both region and district and stuff like that um, to go to. When you open the Tower Tomb, uh, you expect it to be a tomb with different pages and stuff, uh -huh. but it's actually just two flat boards that open up. Huh. And when it opens up, a little projection of a little goblin uh, man <laughs> stands there, and he's in a happy little vest, and he has a little bow tie on, uh -huh. and he's like, how may I help you? <laughs> what would you like to find? Uh, show me a map of the waste management offices and the surrounding areas. Uh, I can't, I, I, I can't show you a map, but I can tell you where they are and what's near it. <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> um, uh, do you have street view? I don't, we don't have, I guess they're sort of street view. <laughs> let me just tell you, so okay. the waste management offices, uh, the waste management offices have satellites in every district, but the main head offices are also located in Rockville. I don't know why I said also. I wasn't part of the conversation earlier. <laughs> are located in Rockville. Rockville is where they're headquartered at, uh, but they do have receiving offices as well in White Grove uh, for uh, dealing with the political branches of the Sky Spire. So they are directly... The Waste Management offices are directly involved in the political goings-on of the Spire? That is not information I have. I simply it sounds have like you just said that. Address. <laughs> I, sim I simply have address locations and the context provided for me. These are all prepared recordings. Oh, okay. All right. Because that was going to be my next question was, are you a real person or just a recording? I am a real person, but not physically here in front of you. I have to record. This is my entire job is to record <laughs> the Tower Tomb every year. <laughs> cool um, alright well thank you for the information thank you is there any other locations you'd like to be, inquire about Tama um, Merit maybe it, where if we know where exactly Mr. Kibbage's offices are because we're going to where the security offices are I don't know if we really want to be too close to security uh, Mr. Kibbage has two offices his working office is in Rockville in the main security complex as you might imagine, he also needs to have access uh, to interacting with the governor and the other members of the political council here in the Skyspire. So, he also has offices in the White Grove. Well, thank you very much. And then Scratch closes the tube. Do we head out to Rockville? Yeah, yeah, I to, think so. Down to head to Rockville. All right, so you walk out onto Red Grove. Again, Red Grove is nice. It has everything 
It, it, it lives somewhere between 19th century, late 19th century London and like the warmest steakhouse slash cigar bar you've <laughs> ever seen as far as like dark wood, mm. brass, but still some wrought iron and things like that. Mm. But it's a very rich place as far as in design. You make it over to the uh, main lift section that you would come in on with Wilton. Um, and the doors close. No one else is in this lift with you, although there are several. You still stare out at the scenic landscape of Legello as if there are no walls around you. You uh, uh, have like a little comm box, as we've discussed, a little bit of grading and everything with a, um, a receiving button as well as a panel of buttons beside it that is 200 or almost 200 buttons in, 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 in height and width too many um, buttons uh, to travel between floors but as Wilton had uh, told you you can literally just speak into the box where you want <laughs> nice uh, Rockville please the lift begins to move quite naturally uh, it leads you down to Rockville Rockville's doors open a lot of the civic buildings are there a lot of like the functional buildings are there um uh, but as you know, there's also the White Grove side of things. That seems to be what it's done is sort of like this is the area that like normal people can go to. And then White Grove is for people of a certain class. Um, uh, but you get there and you're expecting Rockville to be this beautiful, like, like similar to Red Grove, maybe a bit more like Haza for Merit and such. Instead, you open the doors and that music that had been playing on the lift and that kind of gently plays behind gets distinctly more light, however, a little bit more loud. Bright white lights flood very lightly lit designs. And unlike uh, the Red Grove, where everything kind of looked like a city inside of a building with like a bunch of roofs, this looks like it is four levels or five levels. You can see all five levels from where you stand. And there are little moving walkways and escalators. And on every side that you can see, there are just little like shops is weird to say because you're used to shops being standalone buildings, but they're just like right next to each other. Does it look like uh, for, for the audience at home that I'm in the atrium of a mall? It 100% <laughs> welcome to Sky Spires Rockville. Everything you could possibly need. Yeah, it's you, Mall of America, but you, in Rockville. <laughs> you have, you have, in the distance you can see people ice skating. Um, <laughs> as you step off the floor, you find yourself walking by a little center of restaurants. You can smell it the moment you come off the lifts and different food wafts with you. But on the way into those restaurants, um, uh, Scratch, I assume one of your uh, favorite um, uh, series of stores in, across the fold and certainly in Midland is uh, Sprucer's Presence. <laughs> um, I was about to guess. <laughs> um, yes. Which is, as always, positioned quite near because every time you've seen a Sprucer's Presence, somewhere, acro presence <laughs> somewhere across it has been a spicy subject. Yep. Just right there. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> um, you can see a big old sign like right as you come off the list that's illuminated up with a little dot on it that says you are here and it shows four or it shows five different levels with a full directory for you and so where do you want to head first there's food there's uh, armory there's shopping there's armor armor, armor. Uh, so you look up uh, 
Uh, it's under fashion. It looks like the map has been redesigned a little bit because it looks like there were several separate stores, but those have been overtaken and uh, uh, it's the only arm thing that has armor in the name. Uh, JC Copper's Armory is uh, right there and it's just decent armor, reasonable prices. Um, it's gonna be a bit of a trek. And so you'll have to walk is, through. Is there any other place that might do custom work or might be? Oh yeah, work? there absolutely is. There's uh, North Storms. Uh, they seem to also have. North uh, Storms? Yeah, North Storms. <laughs> well, I mean, J JC Copper and North Storm. And then there's a few um, very uh, uh, like boutique looking places that look like they deal in things like scale mail and um, enchanted chain mail and things like that. And you can see that in, in, like you see them double listed, they're listed in both apparel and jewelry. Okay. So, uh, I want to hit up a boutique first. I'll tell you first what I'm looking for specifically. And you can tell me if this is possible. Okay. Um, so a uh, little system wise, I noticed that shields just give you a flat plus two these days. Yeah. I would like to find a shield that, uh, is like basically a classic gauntlet buck buckler. Yep. that leaves your hand free, Yeah. Um, but it only gives a plus one bonus. So I don't want the full two, obviously, because it's a smaller shield, but I am looking for something to to give me a little bit of a buff on my left arm while leaving my wiggle fingers all wiggly. Yeah, yeah, that's doable. Uh, you look there and you're worried that North Storms or JC Coppers isn't gonna have exactly what you need. People tend to just make shields for holding. Uh, you manage to find a place that does uh, custom armor, but it doesn't look like it's super expensive. It's a place called Forever 20. And there's just like a disaffected, like 20 something working at the counter. He's got a number of uh, piercings in his face and uh, he's wearing a name tag that just says like, Beam. Uh, he is currently uh, uh, re-racking and redisplaying different like breastplates and shoulder pauldrons that are made of hard-boiled leather, um, but they're painted in particular styles uh, and and uh, yeah, they have different little brands on them. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I speak with the store clerk and ask him basically what I explained to you. I'm looking for a, a, a gauntlet buckler, something I can wear and still have mobility in my left hand. Um, of course, something that will fit someone my size. Uh, and I'm willing to pay, of course. Uh, is there something you might be able to work out for me? <laughs> Todd another guy walks out like mid 40s uh <laughs> comes out uh he's a bit more cleaned up uh a bit more cleaned up uh, this is an elf uh but with a bit of a paunch gut and this like tunic is tucked into his pants and he's like he's like yeah beam uh Todd this uh customer wants some sort of glove <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, we have a number of gloves, uh, young man. Um, let me let me show you to our stock. Uh, it's something a little different, actually. I'm looking for uh, a gauntlet that maintains mobility in my hand, but has a small buckler oh, for something my size. You're a caster, right? I am. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Beam. You should have just been able to help him with this. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. I'll just go back to displaying this. All right, uh, come this way. And he brings you kind of toward 
toward the back right of the store and he's like now we'll have to actually dismantle one and then put it on another one now these are actually joint protectors but a man your size this might actually work as a buckler you normally see this uh along the elbow or knee joints to uh cover it we can we can modify that and just attach it to one of our bracers does that work for you fantastic excellent uh you know that might take uh 15 minutes or so uh green julian slurries are over there uh you could always get yourself a healthy slurry while you wait <laughs> well i mean heck since you're you're doing me such a solid by making this uh do you think you could also fit me a uh, set of studded leather armor might as well one-stop shop it oh yeah we've got tons of studded leather armor now i apologize Halflings and goblins, because I assume you're all there, right? Yeah. And goblins and... I'm going to assume a tabaxi, but I did mm -hmm. almost call Correct. you a kitty. <laughs> um, uh, you're a very fluffy and short tabaxi. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they, you know, are definitely a part of customers, but we don't have a lot of clothes for that specifically, and management decided it would be a good idea if we just aggregate all of our are smaller in stature clothes into the children's section. Now, I apologize for that. That wasn't my decision. You know, you gotta have the facing right in every store across all of Midland and the Fold. All of the clothes are smaller, and some of them are actually more brightly colored, maybe more spectacular. Um, <laughs> this one has a rocket ship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there, but there are normal outfits of leather studded armor that could easily yeah. fit you. Ah, uh, don't uh, worry, it's uh, not the first time I've had to shop in the human children section. Yeah. <laughs> what aesthetic are you looking for, young man? Uh, like an ocean blue. Ocean blue. We can do that. We can do that. I've got some white tanned leather. Uh, uh, tan leather, we can dye blue real quick um, uh, with a little bit of a, a little bit of magic tincture uh, to make it happen lickety split. But yeah, that I was so, about to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Just gonna slap some dye on there, are you? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works, right, Kelsey? That's how when you want to color leather, you it's just sort of you like dip it like an Easter egg, yep. and then it just dries in like a couple minutes, right? Mm, just like that. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that might take a little bit longer, but it'll be about 30 minutes or so if you want to catch some lunch or go to a bar or... Let's catch some lunch or go to a bar. That Both of those sound Yeah, lovely. yeah, the food yeah. court's just right down that way. And Sounds good. Can't remember oh, yeah, if we okay. fed Jancy like yet a, today. It's like an adventure of food. Let's yeah, do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and walking out, you see a store called Wine and Water Colors, where there's a bunch of very drunk people painting very badly. <laughs> um, uh, there's a uh, there's a build a beholder kiosk uh, where there's little plush beholders that you can. Uh, dress in different outfits and such like that. And there's a bunch of kids taking home little plushy beholders. So on, yeah. your, on your way to the food court, which you're beginning to see advertisements for, mm -hmm. um, I would like everyone to roll a perception check. I'm gonna use my bad die. <laughs> Where's, oh, there it is. We're off to a fantastic start, boss. That's a nat one. Ooh, nice. Ooh. I got a 10 total. What, what were we just doing? Pers Perception. 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 Prescription check. That's a 16 total. 16. So maybe it's because Merritt is the one who knows them. You're walking by and there's a little shop that sells like a bunch of like crystal tchotchkes and some pewter wizards and some dragons. Um, <laughs> statues and such. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's my favorite shop when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and in there, with a 16 perception, well, Scratch is excited because uh, she sees a picture of a, our picture advertisement of, um, of, uh, it's like, just opened in the food court, Brass Bass. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> Davidstown's hometown food brought to you here in the Sky Spire. <laughs> um, we gotta go get us some uh, sacks. Uh, and, and Tama, you notice that there's literally a, re a bar here called the Alley Behind the Wendy's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Merritt, with a 16, you see a... I'm not really seeing anything good. You guys just want to go to the alley behind the Wendy's? <laughs> um, you see yeah, a, um, a pink-haired, pink-skinned, beautifully dressed ASMR. It is the pop star, Maja Ogden, the person that's supposed to be doing the opening song ceremonies and uh, opening up this season. Um, uh, uh, and the reason that you specifically notice her beyond the fact that she's six and a half feet tall and in like a resplendent almost like ethereal gown like she's there to present an award at like a tony's or something like that tama just slams uh, right into her with that <laughs> is that while she's in the shop she is arguing with someone at the counter uh you can't really hear that argument but she is gesturing and it's strange to see her alone. And then, and then the person grabs her arm and pulls her back, uh, back behind the counter and behind the stock room. And that's just while you're kind of strolling and walking. So the moment I see them, her. I'd probably be like, Tama, is that, it's that singer we're talking about <laughs> that, like, you should, you should go talk to him, talk about crap. Oh, uh, where? Guy. Thomas looks up. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Thomas too busy looking. On one of the other floors? <laughs> too busy looking at a sky ceiling painting at the very top five floors up of just like a bunch of really like naked children with wings. And you're like, why would people paint this? Why is this what people want floating above their heads? <laughs> to represent this seems immoral this <laughs> <laughs> is weird it's are, weird so are all the cherubs and like little babies with wings just like indicative of how many children died young no. and they're just, like and so art's just like yeah and so like 90 percent of like angels are babies right yeah, except uh, like, except the, the problem is like uh, hold on hold on also that same religion's like was it baptized <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Maybe, All right. maybe they're to commemorate the, uh... Maybe cut that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they're to commemorate the child laborers that died building the Sky Spire. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Game on. Uh, no, it's not. I'm just super <laughs> focused on the... the, I, I, the my the brain just has so many thoughts. <laughs> the alley the I know, she's really, really <laughs> spiraled out there. But no, so, like, the moment that I saw her getting pulled behind, like, as I'm trying to tell Tama, hey, you should go talk to this stranger, because I have no sense of, like, that that wouldn't be chill. <laughs> uh, and she gets pulled behind the thing and be like, oh, shit, guys. <laughs> Something's happening. Yeah, I'm like what? something's not. So she, so she was there. Someone just pulled her like roughly behind the counter, seemingly against her will. I start so... running in that direction immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you start running into that direction. 
Um, do you got? There's no one else in the uh, in the uh, shop or anything, and there's no one behind the counter like you'd normally see. Can we just close? Like, is there like, uh, you know, like mall blinds? Can we just close this shop? <laughs> uh, you do see two partially closed fences that look like they're on rollers. So yes, you can just lock up shop real quick <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, like I just want to, yeah, quick, because I don't, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> Scratch is kind of laughing because she has no idea what's happening. She didn't see anything just, that happened. Let She's me just do like, the okay. talking first. <laughs> um, uh, so... So back toward the back room and you move through I mean, all I the I feel display like you're the best person to talk to her anyways. <laughs> yeah, through the display cases and such. Um, you get back behind the back counter, which you can hear arguing happen. The moment the Tama, you walk through the door first, they're arguing about something. You don't quite clock it because it's muffled. But the first things you hear after like a beat or a second of you doing that, is this him? Is this the guy, Magda? Is this the guy that you want to, or that you decided to ditch me for? No. Fuck you! No, I was actually looking for a dragon pewter figurine for my girl, and I just, I twinge a little bit as I point at Scratch. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna need Scratch. As you enter, I need you to roll a charisma saving throw. And then based off that roll, we'll see if Tama has advantage, normal, or disadvantage. <laughs> that's perfect, I love it. Uh, that's a six total. <laughs> that's gonna be a disadvantage. Roll disadvantage on deception, Tama. Scratch enters, it's- So Scratch is like, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Scratch is like, yeah, this, yeah, Bud, what Bud, he said. Sweetie, friend, guy. <laughs> he does weird stuff with that monkey tail. Like, yeah. Sweetie. Oh uh, actually, that's a 12 and a 13. So the 12 hey, uh, plus my, what is it again? Uh, a deception. deception. 17. Ooh, yeah. All right, I'm going to roll insight. Oh. <laughs> So he doesn't know that, he doesn't think that he's definitively got the key of it, but he's pretty confident. He, like, he looks at you and he's like, huh? And then looks over at Scratch, and then is like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. He looks back at you and is like, whatever, bro. Whatever, bro. I know it's you. Or maybe it's that guy. That's when Merritt walks in. <laughs> maybe it's that guy. Magda. And then Magda's just like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck whoever I want. If it's him, if it's her, if it's him, I'm gonna fuck whoever I want. And then that's when you all notice the other group of men that are there as well that all look like they dress very similarly and act very similarly to the Do man. They got really yelling. rad, like spray painted dragons on their shirts. Uh, uh, <laughs> are they all wearing the same shirt but in a different color? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all of them are in cargo pants shorts. Um, but, uh, uh, yes. uh, and I'm going to need some everyone. Ill fitting, hugging cargo shorts. You can try. <laughs> 
but we're gonna need to do it in order. I'm gonna need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah. Next episode oh. of <laughs> Below Armor Cast. Rolling it now. <laughs> can't no, tell. Next you episode. can't tell us when Thank we roll. Thank you very much. That's a nat twenty. No. Ooh, nice. That's a nat twenty. I said next episode. Nat twenty. Twenty two. <laughs> we're keeping our rolls. Plus eighteen plus four. Twenty two. <laughs> but yeah, six. <laughs> you get to keep your six, Scratch. Um, no. Low AC is revolting. Welcome, 22. Welcome to the Rockville Mall. Um, and uh, there. Uh, thank you, my excellent pit crew, for uh, journeying to the Sky Spire and finally discovering all of its little tasty bits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> finally getting to the Sky Spire. Uh, we will be back um, two weeks from now. Uh, Monday again with a new episode. Uh, if you like this episode and like how many puns I make based off of common mall stores um, <laughs> or or my bad southern accents, you're in for a treat because it's not over for a long time. Ready? Uh, I am Aaron. I've been Scratch, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash triple A-Ron. That's all one word. Triple A-R-A-W-N. Okay. Um, I've been Ron Leota and I've been playing Tama. You can check me out at Leota Roleplaying. Uh, Kelsey and I've been Merit. Um, if you haven't watched any actual play footage of people playing FMV like video games and you just need them to fill time, go do it. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. my plug. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, Low Armor Cast at the Low AC on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and LowArmorCast.com or Patreon.com slash LowArmorCast if you'd like to hear us talk about these episodes or talk about other things we're critical about. Uh, review us on iTunes and uh, various podcast apps. Make sure to follow us, Spotify, Google Chrome, anywhere. Pornhub. Spread the word. Or don't. If you if yeah. you got to episode 12 and you're like, this mall stuff, this is too far. Um, if, you're, if you're in 12 de deep and you're like, I don't want to go any deeper. Uh, but thank you very much. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, patrons. And the guy in France. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, the guy you. in France. <laughs> we appreciate you. Tell us who you are now. I put food in my mouth for some reason. <laughs> We're just going to have a quick chewing interlude. Sorry, should I have done like a, a long incantation to make the, uh, to make no. the elevator move? No. <laughs> By the, the gods of the four winds from the south, east, west, and northern directions, and sometimes the southwest, I call upon your power to move this vessel <laughs> upward to Rockville. Yeah. This I command. <laughs> Uh, uh, suddenly, <laughs> even though it had already started moving when you did that, you mentioned Rockville before, it moves with more respect. Um, <laughs> more gravitas. Yeah, there's so much more d d weight behind its choice to move. <laughs> <laughs>